How many witnesses would a court need to confirm something is true? Today's case is over 62 witnesses who all confirmed the same story. Could this be one of the largest UFO sightings ever reported that has flown under the radar? Hello and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline. My name is Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-host Oshin. Co-ghost. Oops. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> little, little UFO noise there. Yeah, I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween. I hope it was spooky. Myself and Oshin went to the Hill of Ward or Tzlachtka again this year. We covered it in another episode, which is really, really interesting if anybody wants to take a listen to it. And we carved out pumpkins and left them as a tribute as well, didn't we? It turnips was a nice time. Carved. Carved turnips. turnips. I wrote down turnips. Why did I read? What What did I even say? Cursed. You said pumpkins. Oh, weird, weird. <laughs> um, That's yeah, turnip for all you Americans. I didn't even carve a pumpkin this year. That's really weird. I did a pumpkin because I bought that huge one at the, the pumpkin farm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> that fucking massive one. Yeah, oh Jesus. How did that go for you? It was very slimy on the inside. There was a lot going on. But I realized, you know, if I if I had the wherewithal, I I would have made the hole on the on the bottom larger so I could wear it as a hat. Or not even a hat, like like a a mask, like over my entire head. Ugh, imagine your head though after that, it'd be so slimy. You'd have to wear like a plastic bag over your head in the pumpkin. I've been told all my life, don't wear that plastic bag over your face. So yeah, but put some holes in it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, I was thinking holes. maybe it'll dry out over time. We didn't see any ghosts, much. and that's what matters. Uh, we weren't exactly hunting for them, though. So, no. But we were just in like a pretty spooky area, and we stayed in like an Airbnb that was like 200 years old or something. Yeah, yeah. But no ghosts, nothing spooktacular. I suppose we did like step on the corpse of a, a goddess. We did, yeah. <laughs> Not every day you can say that, I suppose. No. So this week, we're moving out of the realms of fairies and spirits and into outer space. I'm returning to the ET topic after a long absence. (laughs) I think I've recovered from my fear a bit, and the topic has once again piqued my interest. I think I can finally move on from the fear that Nope gave me. (laughs) Which you still need to watch. Yeah, you still need to watch it. I'll watch it with you someday, but you're going to have to give me like a couple of months. Okay. It's just okay. terrifying. So as I said earlier, the UFO incident had a ton of witnesses. So this case began in a small town called Rua in Zimbabwe. Rua, I know, is, is like an Irish word. It means red, but yeah. this is R-U-W-A. Okay. And in Rua, there's a small private school called Ariel that had about 62 kids aged between 6 and 12. And it's September in 1994... I was a month old when this happened, like exactly a month old. And the school kids are having their first break of the day. So they're having like a break around, yeah, 10 30, 10 a.m. And they're outside playing football. Now, like football as in like soccer, as in like, you know, the one you where you actually use your feet? Yes. That one. They're not okay. like they're not like wrestling each other or whatever American football is. They're just kicking egg, a ball egg around. Ball. Egg ball. Yeah, all of the teachers were inside having a meeting at this time, so there were no adults present on the playground. And one of the kids sees a flash of light off to the side and turns to look at it. He points at it in the sky and says, what's that? And all the other kids turn and look at the flying object in the sky. Something shiny and metal, and it's far away. So someone jokes that it's a UFO, but before they could take it in, the object just whizzes away as fast as they can, like, faster than they can track it, so they can't even watch it as it's just like, gone. And, you know, being kids, they just kind of forgot about it and forgot that it happened and went back to playing football. (laughs) 
Like nothing big. More interesting things. Yeah. I think one of the kids was like, oh, look, it's a UFO, jokingly. And then one of the kids was like, oh, it's probably an airplane. And then they were all like, no, it's definitely a UFO. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sure it was just a few of the kids that were playing football, but I also like to believe that 62 of them were playing it at the one time. Yeah. yeah like, so, what, uh, like 31 aside? <laughs> like, yeah. Death match between these kids. Because kid, <laughs> there's no law with kids. Like, they don't count teams. No. They just, everyone on the pitch, everyone go. I don't yeah, think that was I- the case. I think they were all doing different things, but... That was the major thing that was happening. Just, you have two kids on each side being the goalposts. Yeah. <laughs> They're running around. One kid is the ball. Or, like, worst case scenario, they don't have, like, any goalposts. So some kid has to take, like, either his jumper or something off so it can be the goalpost. Oh, I remember it well. Again, one of the kids points at points to something and shouts. And suddenly all the kids are running towards the tree line at the end of the play area. And they're all crowded around looking at something. And the smaller kids described having to push their way to the front to get a good look at what was going on. Some of the kids remember this happening and said that they thought it was like a fight or something. Or somebody was injured and they were coming to take a look at what was happening. You know, when you're a kid, there's just a crowd and you just you just want to know what's happening. So you will run over to that crowd and make it worse. Yeah. Every time. That's what children are for. That's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> Not the opposite of whatever crowd control is. That's what kids are for. Yeah. Trust me, I know. I used to be one. I don't believe you, somehow. Don't believe you. Mm. When they shoved their way through the crowd, they saw what was described as a flying disc hovering above the tree line. What they described it as is just completely silver. Like, just a really, really shiny metal disc. Kind of like bulbous on the top, so kind of like a round top and kind of like a flatter bottom. Some of the kids described it as like two plates that just been put on top of each other. That was the kind of shape that it made. Bit classic. Yeah flying disc and it was just hovering there above the tree lines so the kids watched as the ufo got lower and lower until it landed on the grass in between two trees that specifically comes up quite a bit the two trees they like a lot of kids describe it between the two poles or two trees the kids describe seeing two figures one was on top of the ship at the start and one of the figures emerged from the ship the one in the top was moving back and forth until they landed where it got down and was alongside the other figure. So now there's two figures just like in front of them that have come off this ship. They were described as wearing full black suits and with white faces. One of the kids described them as looking like they had too much Botox. <laughs> it was like a very smooth skin, like it just looked wrong, like kind of like high cheekbone, like it just looked wrong. They're about the same size as the kids, so they're probably about three foot tall. Most of the kids from the school had never heard of a UFO or an alien before. So they just assumed it was like a weird looking person. They didn't even like assume it was like extraterrestrial or whatever. They were just like, oh, who are these these weird men? <laughs> like these strange looking people. But the eyes were terrifying. This is what the kids always go into detail of. These massive black eyes that they had. Kind of oval shaped. Described by the kids as shiny and wet looking, but just massive. The eyes were four to five times the size of our eyes, is what the kids yeah, said. And this harsh. is what kind of scared them the most. You can tell from when they're, when they're talking about it. Like they're, they're like, oh, we saw the shiny thing. And then, like, and then when they start describing the creatures, like the eyes, the eyes. <laughs> the kids are like clearly terrified of their huge eyes. Because it's like, it's the least human thing about them. Like everything up yeah. to this point, you can have people with like really high cheekbones, short, whatever. But the eyes are just like inhuman, basically. Mm-hmm. The figures began to walk towards the kids, and the kids described one of them as running in slow motion towards them. Uh, don't like yeah. that at all. 
No, that's very strange, isn't it? That's very uh, creepy. Specifically, it was the one on the roof. There's like other oh, descriptions that the kids give on them because some of the kids were closer than the other ones. Some kids describe them as having like a kind of like a hair on the top of their head as well. One of them had longer hair than the other one, and I think it was the longer-haired one that was like running in slow motion, which is just a horrible thing to <laughs> think of. But it makes me wonder, like, you know, if you were from a planet that had different gravity. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're like Maybe. on Earth or whatever, and then you're trying to run, but like it's not quite, <laughs> you know. Your muscles aren't used to it. Yeah. So they started walking towards the kids. Uh, some of the kids at this stage had gotten too scared and began to retreat to a safer distance to kind of like watch these freaks <laughs> approach them. Smart. The kids that stayed where they were Not said smart. that they were <laughs> said that they were about a meter away from these creatures. A meter away. That's really close. So they got a really good look at these guys. Is creature the right word I should be using? It feels a bit harsh. Like they're smart. Aliens. Are they aliens though? Because we don't know what they are. They could be mole people. Entities? Folks. These folks. These, yeah. I'm going to go to entities. Anyway, they were about a meter away from these freaky entities. <laughs> Some of the <laughs> kids... being too harsh. This is, this is not my words, right? Some of the kids said that they looked a bit like Michael Jackson. Um, I mean... So harsh, man. Um, and these are different descriptions as well, by the way. Like, some of the kids said he looked like Michael Jackson, and other kids said they looked like somebody who's had too much plastic surgery. Like, these are all different I descriptions mean, of the same thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Late stage Michael Jackson, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't want running at you in slow motion. <laughs> just moonwalking over. If anyone could, over. though, you know he would. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe we've solved this. Maybe this is just Michael Jackson's trip to uh, Zimbabwe. So the entities didn't open their mouths at all. Um, not even sure if they had mouths. I don't think I ever heard the kids describe a mouth. Um, they did say they had like a really small nose, but I don't remember them saying a mouth. But apparently they did speak to the children just through some sort of telekinesis. <laughs> the kids said that they were warned that technology was bad for us and that eventually we wouldn't be able to breathe because of the air quality would be so bad on this planet. Basically the common message that people get from aliens, you know, you either get like you either get told that nuclear weapons are bad or you know you get environmental warnings from aliens aliens speak a lot of truth they do they speak the true true <laughs> um it's just crazy that kids would come up with this like and if an adult came out with this it'd be like okay okay that fits with like every other alien narrative but these kids like just came up with this if if, if mm-hmm. hypothetically that this was all made up how could they come up with that you know the men or creatures or entities or fellows uh then returned to their ship and it took off and flew away. And immediately, the kids were running to their teacher, terrified of what had just happened. So the teachers are like still in their meeting and suddenly just get bombarded with kids, like all running in screaming about what had just happened. 62 of them to be exact. The teachers didn't really know what to make of it. So they kind of just told the kids to calm down. And once they had calmed them down, they just returned them to class again. Like, I can't believe the teachers didn't know what was going on. Like, I remember when I was in school, a dog got onto the playground one day and there was just mayhem like crazy kids chasing this dog dog is there to stay (laughs) like i can't imagine if an alien was running around like the energy from kids there was (laughs) do you think it would be like the same situation like you know when a dog runs onto the playground everyone chases it so there's just this crowd of children like a zombie movie like 100 like you'd have like the boys would be rolling up in in the you know the hazmats in their van like sterilizing the area because there's this alien passed out maybe dead on the ground from exhaustion just from being chased (laughs) 
the worst thing is he's running in slow motion too. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably like the alien's nightmare. Like, <laughs> yep. You know, nightmares where you can't run at full speed. Like, this alien's he, having a nightmare. There's human <laughs> children chasing it, and he's running in slow motion. Uh, experience time differently. This has been lasting for years. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Suddenly feel very sorry for the freaky aliens. Nightmares, you know. I suppose Ch- the kids were probably a bit too shocked to start chasing it. Like you know what a dog is, so you'll chase a dog. But you don't know what an alien is. I like that. It's like you chase a dog. Like a dog might bite you, but still you chase. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, I jumped on a dog and it bit me on the face. I did that too as a kid. Solidarity. Yeah, but the kids weren't the only ones who saw something that day. Uh, there were plenty of UFO sightings in Zimbabwe. Glowing orbs flying in the sky, streaks across, streaks of light across the sky. And there was even a pilot who saw a UFO. Because mm-hmm. there's an airport not too far from there. It was um, Alien Day. It was Alien Day in Zimbabwe. Oh, that rhymed. It does. Oh, we should put that on a t-shirt. That'd be great. Alien Day ends up... They should have it every year. Yeah, they should. There was no meteor showers that day, so there was nothing that was scheduled to be in the sky either. Uh, There was Mm -hmm. no explanation for what people were seeing that day. Aliens. Aliens! Alien Day. Day. What I find very compelling about this case is that the story does change from child to child, but only in the context of their background. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, the school is mostly made up of, like, white foreign kids... Right. Um, like the fee to enter the school was very expensive, so some of the kids were from like America or Canada. It was a private school, and it was it was very expensive. Right. And those kids in the school, those kids were in the school because their parents were like working in Zimbabwe, and those kids mostly reported an alien sighting. Like that's what they said they saw. But some of the kids that were local to the area reported seeing a Zikwambo or Tokoloshe, which is basically like these creatures that were known to the local area you know local folklore which was basically like these little goblin things that would eat okay. people so when these kids saw these things coming out of the, the woods or whatever they were terrified and they started like running because they thought they were going to be eaten by these things which you can't blame them no what the, fuck the ads if you are enjoying the podcast you can help it out we have the patreon up and running and it directly helps us You gain access to the Discord, where we're always chatting and posting additional spooky things and spooky memes. That's at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take long and it does go a long way to help. You can follow us on Spotify. That helps us out as well and makes your life easier. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so you can catch up to date on all the new episodes and stuff there. And we are always posting, and we're always posting additional spooky stuff there as well. So if we're on a paranormal investigation or if we're posting new stuff, you can find it there. That's at ParanormalHL on Twitter and just Paranormal Hotline on Instagram. There's some good pictures of our Halloween hats. Yeah, we got we are wearing some nice hats for Halloween, and there's actually our turnips are in those pictures, aren't they? Uh, yeah, you can see the yeah, turnips you, on the bottom. <laughs> well, actually, only Yoshin's one. You can see the top of my one. I do have... You know what? I'll put up the pictures of the turnips because I took one of each of them. Yes, Oshin's going to upload the picture of the turnips. <laughs> anyway, so what happened in this school? Like, what did the kids see? Did they see anything? Was this just another case of mass hysteria? So I think a good example of what mass hysteria is, if you don't know what it is, would be the miracle of the sun in Fatima in 1917. Now, obviously, these are up for debate. I think these are good cases of mass hysteria, but that's my opinion. So what happened in Fatima? People were staring at the sun, waiting for a miracle, and guess what happens when you stare at the sun for long enough? 
Yeah, your eyes start to go kind of funny. (laughs) They claimed that the sun started moving around in the sky and turning blue. And that was a sign from God. And there was like thousands of people who were claiming this. There was thousands of people witnessed it. And there was probably more than likely a mix of mass hysteria and staring at the sun too long. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. bad. And when you stare at things like that, like lights, even if you just stare at a light bulb, like it does start to go kind of a weird blue color. Yeah. You see that like after image as well. Yeah. There are other examples such as like the dancing plague in France. Uh, Mm -hmm. These are just some bizarre examples. There's probably more normal ones, but I think these are just good examples of mass hysteria. The dancing plague in France was just like people started dancing and they were dancing until they were dying. And (laughs) it's just insane. People couldn't stop. Do you think it was like peer pressure is like because someone was always dancing, everyone felt the need? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, I was reading about mass hysteria and one of the... Well, they don't know what causes mass hysteria, but one of the theories is like almost like a stage fright kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of like you, you just got to do it because there's people watching you. Fair <laughs> um, that's one of the theories anyway. So, yeah, I assume it's just like that. Or they were all just like really good at dancing. And you only see somebody who's really good at dancing. You're like, maybe yeah. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> you definitely can't. I definitely can't. No, I, d- I can't dance for to save my life. I don't think personally that what the kids experienced was mass hysteria. Like judging from their reactions and how they tell the story, like obviously I'm no expert, but this is like just in my opinion. I mm. think these kids saw something. I don't know what, but they saw something. Yeah. It does sound like something was going on. Even if so, it was like, you know, whatever, weather balloon. Well, <laughs> I don't mean uh, it was a weather balloon. I mean there was something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if it was a weather balloon, it would have still been there when the teachers were called, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the heck it was. But shortly after this happened, the BBC caught wind of it, and they interviewed the kids not long after the event. So, like, I mean, a couple of days. I think it was, like, four days or something. So they got fairly fresh accounts from these kids. Um, Let me show you what some of the kids had to say about it. Could you tell me what you saw on, on Friday? Well, it looked like it was, like, glinting in the trees. Like it looked like round about like a like a disc, like a round. Are you sure it yeah. wasn't a, a Harrier jump jet or no, something that the Zimbabwe it, Air Force had got? It was like got? in a in a disc. I saw something silver on the ground, amongst the trees, and a person in black. They had big black eyes. That's all I saw. I saw a glimpse. They kind of turned around and stared, and then went back into a kind of like ship. I saw this. This silver thing in amongst this clump of, of trees with this one thing sitting on the side and another thing sort of like running up and down the, the top. What does he look like? His, his face was like this and his eyes were down here. Yeah, so that that's interesting. Uh, that's what's interesting, interesting is that also some of these kids had never heard of UFOs before. Like some of them had, but some of the kids had never like they'd never heard reference to little men with big eyes or flying even flying saucer. They'd never heard the concept of flying saucer. I, I was listening to somebody talk about it, and if the story was exactly the same, as in like mm-hmm. it was like it was rehearsed, every kid would be saying the same thing. But they differ slightly depending on where the kid was standing and what they could see. Like some of the kids couldn't right. see the guy on top of the ship from a certain angle. Other mm-hmm. kids could, so it differs from kid to kid, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And it's like not like they all just heard it from one kid who happened to have watched the late night film that yeah, night. Yeah, I was watching X Files or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the video? It's spooky. The children are all fairly haunted looking. 
They are, they really are. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was also a documentary released uh, about the event in 2020 called The Phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. And some of the kids were reunited from it. Uh, not all of them, just some of them. And it was so interesting to watch them talk about it again after so many years. And some of them even mentioned how it affected them like long-term. Like They had nightmares about these oh. aliens for years. That's not really the kind of thing that you want to be admitting like, if it wasn't real. Like, you know, uh, none of them ever made any money of it, obviously, because they're mm. kids um, as well. I know some people are like, but did they monetize it? <laughs> they didn't make the documentary, somebody else did. They all mention how they can still picture the eyes uh and you can see the like they're they're obviously they really wanted to talk to each other about it again as adults but when they're talking about the eyes you can kind of see them still like that little bit of panic in their in their Uh faces when they're talking about the huge eyes that's understandable the eyes are just like terrifying because it is just like the one thing that separates them from human really isn't it that's the bit that freaked me out uh, in that ufo book way back when the picture of the Flatwoods monster. Oh, it was picture, picture of the eye, like the the eyes. That's when I close my eyes, I can still see them. <laughs> Jesus, and that was only Christ. a drawing, you know. That was only an artist artist interpretation. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'd love to hear another like if anybody else had ever encountered something like the Flatwoods monster, because the Flatwoods monster is so <laughs> distinctly, it's such a distinct image of a, of an alien. Yeah. Yeah. They also in that documentary, uh, they met up with the teacher who apologized to the kids for not believing them at the time, and she says that she totally believes them now and that they saw a UFO. Because at the time, it was really like you'd be completely ridiculed for talking about UFOs. There's even a video of the kids talking about how when they tell their parents or anybody that they are basically told to shut up, like stop acting a fool, like which God. is kind of tough, especially for kids, you know. Yeah. Um, d- don't tell your kids to shut up. Yeah, especially if they're like, even if it was something from their imagination, like, you need to cherish just let that. them imagine, you know? <laughs> um, they, could, they could be writers, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But like, if, if imagine seeing something so traumatic and then your parents telling you that it was wrong, like it's not, it's made up, yeah. you know? That would be horrible. It's your parents covering it up. Ooh, your parents are the aliens. <laughs> like a yeah. Goosebumps episode. <laughs> There's also a very similar case in Australia called the Westall UFO story. This occurred on the 6th of April in 1966 in Melbourne. A spacecraft flew over school there, but this time it didn't land. It just kind of flew over the school a few times. Uh, it descended enough that everyone could clearly get a look at this silvery spaceship, almost exactly the same description. But this time there was hundreds of kids who saw it. And there was a number of teachers as well. So some of the teachers actually saw it. Hmm. And they watched the object during the morning break as well. So it was like nearly the same time of the day. This is like a good few years beforehand, though. That was in 1966, yeah. whereas the one in South Africa was in 1994. Yeah, 30 odd years in the difference. Yeah, but like it's interesting with the Australian case that the teachers also saw the craft. And they yeah. like confirmed it. Like they weren't like denying it at all. So what do you think of the aerial UFO incident? Do you think it actually happened or do you think it was another account of mass hysteria? Something happened. Something happened. Some- that's Something a cop happened. out. No, uh, do I think it happened? I think, yeah, I want to say yeah. I like yeah. <laughs> uh, I like aliens, you know. It's terrifying though, isn't it? Like 62 kids seeing it and all having the same story. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't imagine it happening to me. <laughs> the only thing, the only comfort with UFO stories, other than abduction stories, is that they rarely ever actually injure anybody. Like any of the mm. ones we've covered, even with like the weird penguin looking UFO things. They've never laid a hand on anybody. That's kind of like, I don't know. In my head, we have this whole thing, you know, aliens show up, whatever. Our UFO shows up, they get down in their little spaceship and 
they're doing they need to do something you know, otherwise what's the point so that's kind of where I don't know what are they up to are they make, trying to make a contact probably not because they just get in the spaceship straight away yeah it's like, are I wonder they... if it was just like a detour like they happened to yeah I don't know be passing by because they obviously went they were there they disappeared and then they came back you know it wasn't like they were taking samples either maybe they were trying to take samples and they got caught I mean, you never know. The ship could have you been know. taking samples. Uh, one of the kids said that when they went over to where the ship was after it left, there was like a burn mark on the ground. Fair and enough. she said that all the ants and all the bugs on that ground were dead. They had all died. She really hate ants. <laughs> Intergalactic exterminators. There was one guy in the documentary who made all of his own equipment for like testing the radiation. Uh, Gunther. Gunther was his name. I think he was a German guy. What a he legend. made all of his own te- like technology for checking the area, and I mean, like it was like bits of wood that he had, like oh, it's just so cool. You'd love him. You got to take a look at it. Uh, <laughs> he's twelve, just, was he? No, he was a grown man. Oh, <laughs> it's just like there was nobody in the area who had the equipment, so he built it himself, and like all hero. the technology and stuff was just covered in like plywood that he had like hammered together, and it just looks crazy oh. homemade. Uh, like equipment for testing like radiation in the area and stuff like that it's really cool it's great going back to ufo stuff again though because like i feel like once you haven't done a ufo story in a while and then you do another one it just reminds you how much it's like crap yeah yeah (laughs) this this stuff might be real (laughs) you know what ufo goes to can go like two different ways and sometimes in the middle it's like we don't actually know and then sometimes it's like we definitely have no idea could have yeah. been from another world and then the other side of that is they're like nah it was a hoax it was all for the money and all three types of story are very fun yeah that's true yeah <laughs> if anything you'll still be having a little bit of fun um, that is all we have for this week guys don't forget to rate the podcast wherever you listen to it and uh, we'll catch you next week see ya bye bye <laughs>